and welcome to What's Been Dubbed, the episode you shouldn't start with of Lex Education. It's the comedy science podcast where comedian me, Laura Lex, tries to learn science, excuse me, whilst burping, from her non-burping, hopefully, brother Ron. Hi, Ron. Hello, I'm Ron. I don't feel like you can start the episode off uh, complaining about some notes I made that this isn't a good starter app and then burp during the first sentence of the introduction. Fuck yourself, because in what way was I complaining there? I was just putting that information in, in a light intro. Your tone was dripping with complaint. Oh my god, I thought I was being super fun and helpful there, being like, hey, straight up top, lads, (laughs) it's one for the fans. And there's you making a mockery of my professionalism. Um, it wasn't a loud burp anyway. It was just the sort of burp that is coming out while you're trying to talk, so you can't talk. I don't think they really count as burps. Yeah. No. You probably could have got child of the it. podcast the difference between burps and yawns at the moment because she, uh, she every time she yawns, she says she's burped. And I'm like, no, you thick idiot. They're different. But she doesn't know. Yeah. She doesn't know. She is an idiot. Ah, she's been so good this week. We, I've got 26 hours left before Tom returns from a week-long away trip. And she has been the most divine little angel bean. She's, she's so funny. It's been hard work. I'm shattered. We were supposed to record an episode after this. It's not happening, lads. We don't even have an episode for next week yet, but we're cutting it so fine. We're like a Michelin star. And why don't chef. we have an episode for next week, Laura? Do you know what, Ron? Because I've got big, stupid fingers this month and I've deleted three episodes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you know what, though, mate? I realised I've done myself an absolute solid because in deleting episode 88, I have deleted the thickest thing I've ever said on the podcast. Oh, my God. What was it? Oh, that was so thick. <laughs> it was oh, thick. And I, I texted Noah about it. I realised how stupid it was part way through it coming out of my mouth. Now it's gone. Now it never has to exist what again. What was it? I'm not telling you now. Why would I delete it? And then tell you now. Oh, now I'm going to have to find it. Um, <laughs> How are you, Ron? Uh, yeah. Scrolling I'm through right, WhatsApp. Thanks. Listen to how distracted he is. Where are you in Cambridge? No, Noah lives in Bristol now. Oh, Noah lives in Bristol now. Oh, Noah and I talk too much. I'm not going to find this. <laughs> oh, I was, what was it? No, Laura, what was it? <laughs> Laura, what was it? I'm not telling you. Please. No, no, no. It was so stupid, Ron. It was was me forgetting that magnets don't have to be a horseshoe shape. (laughs) (laughs) I got really confused. Ron said that the Earth's poles were a magnet and I was like, but they're... And then sort of realised halfway through. Anyway, um, it's gone now. That episode doesn't exist, so I am officially smart um there's a yeah and we lost all of the ads that i wrote you can write more ron you won't but you could look i'm sorry yeah, no, I, that... was, I was trying to clear up space on my laptop i thought i was being very careful and only deleting things that are done and i move all of our stuff to the hard drive and somehow managed to just delete some files it's some real cock up on my end it's redo season um yeah, I, I can only... But today's isn't a redo, though. Today's is just an episode where we hated each other. 
Yeah, we tried to record, well, we did record two episodes in a day, which isn't good for our friendship. No. Do we have a friendship, Ron? Yeah, we're friends. Yes. We're getting tattoos in two weeks, aren't we, Ron? Yeah. I honestly thought you were welching the other day. No, I was just so mad at older sister of the podcast for giving child of the podcast that fucking book. Older sister of the podcast was like, do you remember this book about a hairy toe? And nobody does because it's weird. And then she just ordered it on Amazon and sent it to child of the podcast. And now it is the only book that child of the podcast wants to read ever. And it's so shit. It's about a woman. And the first line of the book, the grammar's not even proper. It says, once there was a woman went out to pick beans. And then she's out picking beans and she finds a hairy toe and she just takes this toe home with her, as you would if you just found a toe in a vegetable patch. And then she puts it on her bedstand and goes to bed and then the wind starts howling and and then just a monster turns up at her house and asks for the toe back. And that's it, the whole book. It's so bad. And it's all she wants to do. And if you hide it, she just walks around the house going, toe, 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 until you find it. Like, I was so sick of it today i had to resort to finding somebody reading it on youtube i've i've never read this book i i've heard no, of it but nobody remembers i've so managed to escape it i'll bring it when we come back in a couple of weeks you can take over the reading of the hairy toe it's been a very weird weekend wrong because i was like obviously stuffed to the gunnels with with tom being away it's quite hard work gigging and having a hundred percent sort of soul parenting issues you know like burning the candle at both ends and just taking a bite out the middle and then on friday i just about had everything balanced and jürgen klopp resigned and um yeah And then, so that made my socials go mad. But then the really stupid thing was, the Times rang and said, can you write our article about him retiring? (laughs) So I had to just suddenly find space to write, like, a full proper newspaper article about a man retiring that I know nothing about. I said to them, I was like, you know I don't know anything about football at all, don't you? And they were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We just want you because of blah, and blah. And I was like, I mean, I'll do it. But it was insane. I was trying to edit it day, just like, what the fuck is happening? How am I, sports correspondent Laura Lex? Yeah, yeah. That is... That is hilarious because it almost is like what fucking right-wing assholes complain about. Just like a woman in there, she doesn't know anything about Nope. It. Not got a clue, yeah, mate. that's funny. Yeah. So, um, so there we go. Um, so as a consequence, I've not listened to today's episode, but Ron really sells it. Ron, you hated this episode. You hated it all the way through editing it. You presumably I hated, hated recording it, while we're doing it as well. It. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't like you very much by the end of it. No. So, you know, have a good time. It wasn't as snipey as as I thought it was going to be. But, yeah, it's not an all-timer. All right, It's a bit of an album track. Have a good time, everyone. Love you. (laughs) And we are off, Fronsky Beat. Biology, man, it feels like a long time since we did a proper biology. Obviously, we did elf biology, so that somewhat bridged the gap. But mm, 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 happy to be back. Yeah, and we're starting the year's biology, Laura, 
with the big one. We finished a section last time. We finished 4.5. Yep. Now we're doing basically what we've been covering in the live shows. <gasps> DNA? Inheritance, variation, and evolution. Ooh. I'm going to be really good at this then because of the live shows. If you want what to hear you, any of the do? live shows, just become a patron and you can hear them all. There's two so far and there will be another one in mid-March. In fact, I have it scheduled for release on the 29th of March. So less mid, more end of. Or you, because this or is going out come. in Jan, you could come. <laughs> it's next month. Yeah. Uh, in fact, it's about two weeks from now when this goes out. We will be in Leicester at the Black Horse in Aylston performing for an hour. Do we just get an hour? Um, they're pretty flex, so we'll see what's on after us. If it's just my show afterwards, fuck it, we can do more. Lovely. Um, I think it was better when it was an hour, though. I thought we I agreed think... that we needed an hour and a half. I don't know if I told the place that. We walked off the stage and we were like, an hour felt rushed. I liked it more when we had... Two hours would be too much, an hour and a half would be perfect. Okay, let me talk to the Black Horse then and ask. Okay. Um, yes, Laura. Four point six inheritance variation and evolution. Okay. So we're going to discuss all the way through the journey here again. So how you take chromosomes, and then how that creates different variation when you're making all of your offspring and whatnot. How gene mutations occur, what those mean, why variation's good for a population, how selective pressures affect that, all of these things, Laura. All right. We're going to cover genetic disorders. Oh, no. We're going to talk about evolution. We're going to talk about sexual reproduction. Why do you always say that when it comes to evolution? I just think it's important that we, um, we say it's a theory, you know? Why? Uh, you know, just for clarity. But we don't say that about anything else. Well, I don't know what's theories and what's proven. Evolution's proven. No, it's not. That's why it's a theory. It's as proven as anything else. Nah. This is why we shouldn't do two episodes in a go. <laughs> we've got a nice meaty topic that we should be digging into here, and you're just saying, nah. I'm playing Let's with your then. glue stick. I love my glue stick. It feels so nice on my skin. Yeah. Shiny, shiny skin. Covered in grease that you're scraping around with it. Yeah. I wonder if I I do that, if any comes off. No. It's all very stuck to my face. Okay, sir. Continue. So we're going to talk about also how harnessing these things also um, has allowed sort of human development. Yeah. Laura, you need to focus up. I am focused. I can see the vacant look in your eyes like that (laughs) dumb hyena from The Lion King. Listen, I think what it is, is when you tell me what we're going to do, I don't like those bits. But you should listen up so you know what's going to come up, because then it will help you put into context what you're learning. It won't, though. Well, it would if you listened and had a good brain. We're going to harness. Harness what? Uh, How evolution helps humans. We're going to harness how evolution helps humans. Or how harnessing evolution helps humans. Those were the words. Put them in whichever order makes sense to you. You're the worst. Okay, (laughs) 4.6.1, reproduction. Sex. 
4.6.1.1, sexual and asexual reproduction. Mm, 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 mm. Yes. So, Laura, obviously we've been through this before. Can you please run me through how... With a sword. Meiosis creates... What are you doing? I'm getting up the bite-sized thing. How meiosis gets up the... um, How meiosis produces variation. So, what happens is, um, when it's sexual reproduction, you've got two sets of DNA coming into the one thing. And DNA is a code... And it's made up of four different ingredients that all mm, happen in different orders and then different sections of it do different things. So when they come together to make a new creature, different sections of each of the DNA get used. And things that are close together often come as a pair. So like if you're tall, might mean you're also blind because tall and blind are next to each other in the DNA. And so you get a mush of the two sets of DNA comes together to make a new DNA in the new creature. That's a good explanation. Well, it's a possible explanation of sexual reproduction, not of meiosis. Well, I don't know what meiosis is. You haven't told me. Yeah, I have. We went through it in the second live show. That was months ago. Yeah, all of the stuff that you just said was from months ago. Well, then well done me. Why are you cross with me? Because you explained the wrong thing, and I'm not what? cross. You're getting defensive. <laughs> I just... I don't know what meiosis is. Yeah, that's fine. Um, so meiosis is uh, basically the production of gametes. You remember what gametes are? Were those the little combos of DNA? The little... Sperm and eggs. Oh. No, then. Oh, yeah, and then we started talking about spam and eggs. Have you watched Fifty First Dates yet? Uh, like 15 years ago. Ah, spam and eggs. You want Reese's peanut butter cups in that? I hear the blues are calling like tossed salads and scrambled eggs. It sounds... Have you ever think that when you're watching... What's it called? Seinfeld? That that just sounds like the most disgusting combination. Yeah. Also, what's a tossed salad? When you, like, toss a dressing through it. And scrambled egg. Yeah. yeah. Yuck. Um, I guess that's why it's the blues. Is that the is that the joke? Hey baby, I hear the blues are calling. Oh my mercy! Maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's what it is. I'm confused, but baby, I got you picked. Ha <laughs> ha! But I don't know what to do with these toss salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again. Yeah, maybe it's like a fever dream. <laughs> Have you ever watched Seinfeld? Seinfeld, yeah. Is it good? Uh, It wasn't for me. It was fine. There was some good jokes in it, but the trouble with making a sitcom where essentially everybody's kind of unlovable is I don't care very much. Fair. I think with the exception of Always Sunny, I just prefer my sitcoms to be more Parks and Recce, a bit cosier, a bit I love certain people in it. Yeah, there was um, discourse on Twitter at the moment about, like, why 30 Rock isn't one of the shows that people are always talking about re-watching and, and whatnot. And I, and someone said it was because of that, because, like, Parks and Rec and The Office and stuff, large swathes of it is just about people palling around being mates. Yeah. You never really get that in 30 Rock. Like, a lot of the humour's quite mean. 
Yeah, I think that's that's what makes it heartstringy, isn't it? That you you miss hanging out with the characters. I was thinking that today because we've just got to the end of what's available to watch of The Bear, which is a show um, about a chef in Chicago. And I'm sort of like missing being there because it's it's less comedy. It's more like a comedy drama-ish, more drama. Um, but you just sort of, I was enjoying hanging out with those people and being in the kitchen and stuff. And it was just like, oh, I want to just go there. And yeah. I think that's what makes me rewatch stuff is like with The Office... I feel like I'm in the office, you know? I sort of feel involved in it. Whereas 30 Rock, yeah, you feel more spy on the wall watching these people do stuff. I, d- I haven't really rewatched Always Sunny. As funny as I think it is, it doesn't. I haven't rewatched it. Oh, I've rewatched Always Sunny a lot of times, but I get that about Always Sunny. You've got to be at Paddy's. Yeah. Paddy's Pub. Maybe we should recreate Paddy's Pub for your 30th. That's in a couple of years. Um, Don't know why I felt the need to just put that out there. Um, It's a bit we've been doing where you pretend I'm 40 next year and I pretend you're 30 soon. But I am 30 soon. Yeah, but I'm like 40 the year after you're 30. Are you that old? Yeah. Oh, wow. I'm very wise. You should respect me. youthful face. You're 95 and I'm 86. No, I'm 28. <laughs> You're about the same age as uh, Aladdin. <laughs> no, Toy Story. Did Toy yeah. Story come out the year you were born? I think. Yeah, before I think. Oh, I've watched a lot of Toy Story, and I've watched so much Toy Story now that I found a flaw in it. Okay, do tell. Well, you know how Pixar are very detail-orientated and that's kind of what makes them cool is there's lots of Easter eggs and it's all really thought through. The world is very clever. But, sure. So in Toy Story 4, you won't have seen it wrong because you haven't got children and you despise joy. Um, uh, they well, meet well, up that's with- a that's a undue attack. <laughs> and I don't know why that you... Have, I think you feel insecure about watching no. children's cartoons. Not so you feel the need to lash out at me for simply saying, I don't have a child, so why would I have seen a kid's film? I just think you're making it a feature of your personality that you don't watch kids' films like a sort of person that loves to have the argument that Die Hard's a Christmas film and you're like, literally don't care. Watch no, it, don't I watch don't it, watch films, up. full stop. Well, that's not my fault. Anyway, so in Toy Story you 4... You don't watch films. I watch animated films. Yeah, because you've got a kid. No, I used to watch them before. She only watches four films. Toy Story, Toy Story 2, Toy Story 3 and Toy Story 4. That's it. Anyway, in Toy Story 4, he meets up with Bo, who has been gone. And at the beginning of it, it shows how Bo ends up leaving the bedroom and stuff. And it says it's nine years ago. Then when he meets her, she's a lost toy, right? She's just out on her own, not doesn't have have a kid. And she says she's been out on her own for seven long years. Then, if you watch the Toy Story short, Lamp Life, where Bo talks about her backstory, it shows her going through an entire childhood with some more children, plus being taken on like a research mission across the world and stuff and she's supposed to have crammed that into two years like these two little girls grew up from needing a baby lamp to being teenagers that didn't want it in two years and she's been loose for seven years that doesn't fit into nine years come on Pixar sort your fucking timeline just leaving an edit break there so did you ever talk me through meiosis? We were waffling there for a long time. Um, meiosis is the production of gametes, so they make sperm and eggs. Yeah, how? Talk me through the process of meiosis. I don't know, Lon. 
I don't know what it is. You don't have to talk me through the the ins and outs of it, but during the product, do you remember when we talked about the the, the production of gametes in the live show at all? No. Why are what you being it? so confrontational? Because we've literally just... I said I don't know what meiosis is. I gave you my best explanation and you said, no, that's a different thing. And now it's just like you're repeatedly saying, talk me through meiosis. No I'm matter sorry, how many we times talked about Toy Story for a while and I'd forgotten where we got up to with it. Apologies. We got nowhere. I don't yeah. know what it is. So meiosis is the production of gametes. Gametes have to be haploid. That means they've only got one set of genetic information in them because they're eventually they're going to join up with another gamete and get the other half. Okay. So in your cells, you have one chromosome from your mother and one chromosome from your father. Wow. Thanks, Mum and Dad. The first present. I've got Mum and Dad tickets to see Crowded House for Christmas. Nice. So when... A cell that is diploid, that is, has two sets, one from mum and one from dad, splits into one that is haploid. That is, that is the process of meiosis. Eggs are haploid, sperm are haploid. Does all of that make sense? So, so most of my cells are diploid. All of your cells apart from your gametes. Yeah, I'm just getting there. I'm talking through. Most of my cells are diploid and then... When I'm making eggs, cells split to become haploid to make my eggs. Yes, through the process I'm of meiosis. I'm actually my eggs, aren't I? Yeah, it all happens ages ago. But in uh, with people that have testicles, this is going on all the time, making new jizz. Yeah, that's why male um, contraceptive is harder than female contraceptive. Yes. The process that most cells go through most of the time is called mitosis. The process of cell division. Yep. Uh, hap, uh, Thank diploid you, Sabrina cell. the Teenage Witch. A diploid cell splits to produce two other diploid cells. Do you think Diplo, the musician, is short for diploid? No. The D in diploid just comes from, like, died, like, two. Maybe it should be diploid. Yeah. Um, it could be. And hateploid, like, Hagrid. That's how I thought you said it. But then there's the PL. Diploid? Dipoloid. No, but the you know, when, there's, <laughs> when there's two consonants in between the vowels, you usually go soft, don't you? I have no idea, Ron. So during meiosis, it uh, rather than producing two diploid cells, you produce four haploid cells. Okay. Because parent cells start. So wait, mitosis or meiosis? Meiosis. So mitosis is where you make diploid cells and meiosis makes haploid cells. Yep. A mitosis cycle makes two diploid cells. It just replicates itself exactly as it was before. Meiosis makes four different uh, haploid cells. Okay. Okay. Because what happens is it doubles up all of its genetic information... Mrs. Nurg. No. M1, R1, um, M2. That, that's mitosis, yeah. Um, so it doubles up all of its information. So you have a chromosome that's all of your mum's information, a chromosome that's all of your dad's information. But they are still 
So humans have 23 chromosomes, right? Sure. Labeled 1 to 22, and then you have your X and your Y. That's 24. No, 1 to 22, and then you have your X and Y. Well, X and Y is the same chromosome. Yeah, well, women are XX and males are XY in mammals. No one's YY. No, you'd die. Why? There's not a lot of information um, on the Y chromosome. It's actually a really fascinating bit of um, evolutionary genetics, the the Y chromosome. Mm -hmm. Um, Because the X chromosome attacks it. Oh. Bloody women. Um, Well, yeah, actually, because you can exist XX, um, that means that having all X's in sort of your litter of children, you'd still have children. So, um, yeah, the X-axis discriminates against the uh, Y-axis axis chromosome, um, which is also why the Y chromosome is really short, because basically anything that it has in it is a target to be attacked. Um, It's also one of the most highly conserved... um, bits of the gene pool as well um yeah so then we have all the chromosomes one to 22 lined up um and then the one chromosome from your dad i just squelched you've probably got a bunch of cream in it yeah they have been stinging a lot lately so you get the one chromosome from your dad and your one chromosome from your mum and they will line up and then they will swap bits between each other so this pertains to what you were talking about when you were describing sort of sexual reproduction, um, the idea of linked genes. So let's say that um, I inherited from our dad his lovely blue eyes, which I have. Um, but then let's say that the gene for having blue eyes is next to the gene for having a chrome dome. Yeah. If that is the case, then when this process of the shuffling goes on with mum's genes, all of mum's family, uh, all of the men had, you know, sleepy grandpa George, he had uh, hair right right up till the end. Yeah, So big, big carpet. Yeah, the probability of when this mix happens, the the mixing point being in between the blue-eyed gene and the bold head gene if they're right next to each other is very very low so likelihood is that those things are going to get passed on together whereas if the blue eye gene and the bold head gene are at other ends very very likely that they're going to get mixed up so then there's no genetic linkage between them does that make sense i mean but but still if there's only two hair options in there you're going to get one or the other so it's still quite likely yeah it's still quite likely but it's got nothing to do with the blue eye gene yeah then that cell splits. That's the problem with me, really, is I got all of Dad's physical genes and all of Mum's emotional genes. Yeah. I'm sort of short with lovely blue eyes. I suppose I've got Mum's side of the family's nose. I did avoid Dad's nose. But I've also got thin hair. Got Dad's tits. That cell... Then with uh, its doubles, its mixed doubles, splits, and then you have two unique diploid cells. Okay. Those then split again, but don't replicate, so then you have four unique 
haploid cells. Sometimes science needs to stop about three paces back where I still cared. <laughs> so, this is why... Um, it's basically that process that is why um, so many different... Uh, well, why sexual reproduction has gone on to be such a prolific mechanism that creatures have used. That, and it just feels nice, doesn't it? Well, it feels nice because of this. Uh, I don't think so. Because I've had lots of sex and it's never been for reproducing. But you like it because you're designed in a way to like it because of this. I don't think so. Okay. Do you understand why that step is put in there to mix everything up? Yeah. Do you want to tell me? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, it provides variation, so you um, don't all have the same strengths and weaknesses, which is not good for a herd. Yeah, yeah. Although, are we a herd animal? Because our eyes aren't on the side of our head. We're social animals, we're not a herd animal. Okay. Asexual reproduction, obviously... Are monkeys herds? No. But they hang out in big groups, so that's a social animal. Troops. We're a troop animal, I'd say, then. Well, we'd, we'd live in vastly complex civilizations. Yeah. It's kind of a different thing above everything else. Okay. You can actually tell that we're social animals because our eyes are on the front of our heads. Why? Because I don't have to see what's behind me because one of my mates will. And we're smart enough to communicate that to each other. But like a deer... Has its eyes on each side of its head. Yeah, but a deer can't go, ah, a bear. No, but they do. They go stamp and run. Yeah, but it's you, those things are different. Like, and a tiger has its eyes on the front, doesn't it? Yeah, that, as predators often have their eyes on the front because they're not really, they don't really care what's behind them. Oh, yeah, because they're a predator. Nothing's fighting yeah. a tiger except us. Also, having eyes on the front of your head gives you much better perception of depth. Humans also being predators, that helps us too. Yeah. Alright. <laughs> Next stage is four oh points. Oh god, that means snails are some of the loneliest animals. They literally have to have their eyes out on stalks so they can see everywhere because nobody's helping them. Yeah. Oh. But nobody likes snails. I do. I don't mind snails. I hate them. Do you? Yeah, and slugs. Wow. I think that bit in Harry Potter where Ron throws up slugs might be my worst nightmare. Yeah, that bit is disgusting. So the next bit's about DNA. Okay. 4.6.1.3 DNA in the genome. It says students should be able to describe the structure of DNA and define genome. Ooh. What can you tell me about the structure of DNA? It is made up of four proteins. Oh. No. Fuck. It is a protein. Made up of four acids. No. Well, they are acids. I don't know where you've gotten that it's a protein from. I thought DNA was a protein. No, it stands for deoxyribose nucleic acid. Well, can't an acid be a protein? Technically it could, but let's not dally about that. Uh, 
Okay. We should stop. We shouldn't have done two episodes in once because no, this no, is no. great stuff that we're just not doing a good job on. We're having a nice time. No, we're not. Okay, you're not. Are you hungry? No, I've had three breakfasts. <laughs> I just thought it was a protein, that's all. Okay, so it's an acid. It's made up of four building blocks. Bases. Bases. Yeah. Um, but not alkali bases. No. Just Nucleotides. Bases, nucleotides. And they're called like A, T, G and something else. C. C, yeah. A, T, Adenine, G thymine, cytosine and guanine. Yeah. Thymine, guanine and cytosine. Um, yeah. And then they sort of, um, there's loads of those in different orders and different sections of it sort of are different sentences. What what sentence a metaphor for? Um like a a quality that 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 DNA codes for. A protein that it codes for. A, you said it wasn't protein. It's not a protein. It's a protein that it codes for. It's a gene. Oh, fucking walk. It's a recipe for a protein. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a recipe for every protein in your body. Uh, yeah. So that's how that bit works. <laughs> What's how one bit works? What I just said. There's, there's different <laughs> yeah, segments you can't just it. tack on a sentence <laughs> as if. <laughs> that's what not just, good enough, I'm afraid. What I just said, though, Ron. So. You have all these ATGCs, and then they um, make up orders, and then different segments of it are a little sentence, and that bit tells you, oh, I'm a recipe for blue eyes, oh, I'm a recipe for big ears, oh, I'm a recipe for being a jerk to squirrels. That is, and then... Tell me about the structure of DNA. What does it look like? A train. Double helix, double helix, double helix. It's a double helix. It's a double helix. How many strands of DNA are there in the double helix? Yes. One going each way. When you have a gene, can you remember the mechanism by which that becomes a protein? So if a gene is a sentence, what's one of the words? A gamete? What's a gamete? I don't know. Well, gametes, sperm and eggs, isn't it? We were talking about that oh, earlier, so yeah. it's probably not that. No. What was that other word you that said just now that began with It's a classic example of just <laughs> saying things. <laughs> no, I swear you said a word beginning with G just now. Genome? That's it. Is it one of those? What's your genome? I don't know. Your genome is all of your genes. It's all of your DNA in a one. Oh, okay. It's not uh, that. I can't remember, Ron. Um, do you remember that the genes were broken down into little sequences of three letters? No. Codons, and then each of those corresponded to a certain number of amino acids that then become the protein. No, I don't remember that. We had like a little table of all the Ron, little three. I don't remember it. I'm sorry. I was I, that's why I'm telling you. That's why I'm telling you. But you're telling me about it in the past. You're telling me like, oh, we had this, we had this. Don't do that. Just tell me about it afresh and new. 
No, because it's not in the syllabus. Um, then why the fuck are we doing it? Because you've seen it before, a, like a couple of months ago. Other people listening have, so it's just referencing back to it. Do you want to stop because you're being rude? No, you're being really annoying. That's not true. This is, has a, this is one of my favourite topics and it's not been fun at all. Well, then make it fun. You're I'm driving trying. the car. You're yeah, and you're sat there going... the fact that I don't remember the last one. Instead no, you're of interrupting me saying present. you don't remember it when I'm literally telling you about it. You're being the ghost of Christmas past when you should be the ghost of Christmas present. Yeah, and you're being that cunt Jacob Marley just clanking your chains around. I don't think you needed to call me a cunt. <laughs> I'll call you a cunt if I want to. Um, Genomes all of the genetic material in an organism. Wait, do I need to know this stuff about codons? No. So you had that argument for nothing? Well, yeah. Okay. This is all for nothing. <laughs> I know that. It's just a hobby that we're doing in, in the race to the grave. Students should be able to discuss the importance of understanding the human genome. This genome is, limited. is all of your genetic information. It is, yeah. Um, this is limited to three things that it wants you to understand. The search for genes linked to different diseases. Yeah, okay. Why do you think that's important? Um, because then we can test for whether we might be getting it in the future or you can have a look and see if a baby's going to have it um, and you can um, see why that becomes passed on or whatnot. Yeah, absolutely. So testing to see whether people are going to get these things is definitely part of it. But if you're testing someone's DNA, they've already got it. So that is only one part of it. Um, and the like the causes of diseases in your genome can be very uh, seemingly trivial. There's uh, the gene that causes Huntington's disease. Um, basically, at the end of it, there is a portion of it where it just uh, repeats CAG right. for quite a long time. And if you and when you have um, areas of the genome where it's repeating the same thing over and over again, these areas tend to be very error prone because the checking mechanism is just going, ah, CAG, 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 ah. So you can get it extended or you can get it cut down when it's replicated, basically. The gene that makes... Huntington's is just CAG over and over again. If you have too many of them, it causes one disease, like, you know, like in the 40 or 50 range. If you have like around 30, you're just kind of fine. And then if you have fewer than that, you have Huntington's. And it's just that causes wow. it. Can yeah. you cut bits um, off people's DNA? No, because it's in everything. You, well, it's actually a very new technology, but yeah, um, that is being developed at the moment um, wow. where you could cut things out. Um, and and add them in um, as well. Um, gene splicing and gene editing is the forefront of sort of this at the moment. So you could literally um, like change your genes to change your eye colour. Um, you'd have to do it to a baby because obviously your eyes are already that colour. But they wouldn't change if you slowly started to change the DNA in my body. Probably not. No. Uh, okay. You probably could with your hair because your hair keeps growing. 
Mm. Or I could get like stronger fingernails or something. Yeah, probably. Huh. Um, but like I say, so if you've already... Uh, Probably could, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, because you can get diseases that do that, can't you? Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like they've bred cats that glow green. Wow. That does not sound helpful. Um, no, it's more just a proof of concept. There's a jellyfish protein that glows green that is just completely harmless, so they put it in stuff all the time. Hmm. Um, so, like I was saying, so clocking on that you've already got the gene, um, while good so that you can, you know... You know, live a life that helps you with it and stuff. Obviously, you've already got it. So, what else would identifying the gene linked to a disease help with? Mm, eugenics. Sure, you could design a babies. That's a whole ethics conversation that's going on in genetics at the moment. Anything else? Um. So let's say we've got 10 people that all have this really rare disease and we find out, we, we, we sequence their DNA and we see that they've all got the same mutation in a gene on one of their chromosomes. Yeah. What could we, what could that tell us? We have the sequence. Yeah. Yeah. What does the DNA sequence translate into? A what protein. is it? Yeah. So... We know the gene that's got the mutation and we know the proteins that that's going to make. Yeah. So we could potentially develop new medicines that, you know, maybe do the job of that protein or if that protein is having an antagonistic effect, we could create a medicine that knocks out that protein and gets rid of it, that sort of thing. Oh, okay. Or we might see that, oh, the gene that they've actually all... um, that, that's got the mutation in, this gene is one of the genes that's used in muscles. So actually this was a muscular problem rather than something else. And, you know, it's, it's in the enzyme that should be breaking down this. So maybe they need to lower their diet to not have so much of that because the mutation's in the gene that should break it down. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. The next bit that it wants you to understand is the understanding and treatment of inherited disorders. Mm-hmm. So... Obviously, understanding inheritance patterns on things is is very, very important. Again, from a sort of knowing um, yourself thing as well. But, for example, you might know that you have one gene. Uh, so let's take cystic fibrosis as an example. That's a gene that um, causes babies to have uh, blocked up lungs. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a recessive gene. So I could have one cystic fibrosis gene and be absolutely fine. That Knowing that, though, um, isn't just like, oh, cool, but it means that if I wanted to have biological children with someone, I, we could check their gene as well. And then if they also have a cystic fibrosis gene, maybe you choose to adopt because then you're not going to... Yeah, okay, so you're reducing the likelihood of passing on... Uh genes that are that can be sort of health problematic exactly yeah yeah yeah. okay um and the royal families are very interesting for understanding these inherited disorders yeah like the Habsburg stuff that's just kind of a general ugliness that comes with wealth 
Um, but like, uh, you you know, um, basically they've worked out that a mutation that happened in Prince Albert's ball sack um, led to the fall of, well, led to the start of the Soviet Union. What? So, you know the whole bobbish that's gone on with that uh, with like Alexei and Rasputin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was haemophilic, you know, wasn't it? Yeah, and they've traced that back to... Um, maybe it wasn't Prince Albert because that would have been going around at the same time. They know exactly whose ball sack that happened in. Wow. Um, because it was never in the family beforehand. Um, and then it's like they can see the inheritance pattern from there. Um, wow. I could have sworn it was Prince Albert, but then no, that doesn't make sense, I think. Although then they were around for a long time. <laughs> Can't remember. But you see what I mean. Yeah. No, that must be a little bit too early for Prince Albert, wasn't it? Because I don't think Alex... Was it Alexandrina was the Tsar of... Oh, maybe. Who was she then? Tsarist Alexandrina. Whose kid was she? No, she wasn't Albert and what's it, not it. She was Alex of Hesse. Mm. Oh, and that's the other thing, is that, um, like... Uh... Oh, a favourite granddaughter of Queen Victoria. Yeah. Um, no, I think it was Queen Victoria's dad because um, the haemophilia gene is on the X chromosome. Yes, it says, so the famous granddaughter of Queen Victoria of the United Kingdom, she was, like her grandmother, one of the most famous royal carriers of haemophilia. So yeah. Victoria was a carrier as well and bought a haemophiliac heir, Alexei Nikolaevich Tsarevich of Russia. Yeah, I think, it, I think they traced it to, yeah... Um, uh, Queen Victoria, basically, and then it all gets disseminated from there because it's on the X chromosome. That's uh. right. Yeah. Um, and then the last thing I want to... Sorry you... about slandering your balls, Albert. Yeah, I think oh. I was just thinking of his balls because there's that whole... Prince Hitler's Albert, only got there? one ball and it's in the Albert Hall. Oh. And the you Prince Albert that is like a genital um, piercing, isn't it? Yeah, I was re. I heard that that is for horse riding. What, like it feels good when you're riding a horse? No, like you have like a ring in the tip of your penis, and then you can button it up when I... you're horse riding. That feels so it's dangerous. <laughs> that feels like a quick way to have a, like an abrupt circumcision. Yeah. I don't think I'm... But not even just a circumcision. Like, it doesn't go through the foreskin. Does it not? Oh, I was It goes through the head of your knob. Ah! I don't want that. No. Me neither. I don't have a Um, knob, and that makes me and my teeth feel furry. Yeah. I... Yeah. And the idea of it being... The idea of it being functional helps, though, I think. I think it's grasping at dirty straws. (laughs) Um... And then any uh, the last bit that it wants you to understand is um, how these things can be used in tracing human migration patterns. Oh, yeah. Okay, so you can see where different things entered the local gene pool by who was coming in and out at that time. Yeah, basically. Yeah, like, where things a, went. A lot of this whole, you know, 23andMe, oh, I'm 14% African, 25% European or whatever it is, a lot of that is largely bollocks. Um because all of these places are and have always been great melting pots. Um, 
However, um, there are like on on the timescales that of like anthrop- anthropological timescales, there are parts of the genome that are so well conserved that you can trace this the y chromosome like i was saying is is very well preserved so you can use that for tracing and when they say like oh 80 percent of men in china are related to genghis khan or something they've done that study via the uh by like genes in the y chromosome and stuff like that um yeah and that's probably a good place to leave it for the day that like geneticist says it dr adam adam rutherford like he's always mm. saying though I, I have never looked into it loads but he says stuff like you know when people are like oh i'm a direct descendant of jack the ripper he's like honestly at this point m- most of us kind of are or yeah. whatever you know not jack the ripper let's say but you know that sort of thing because just the way breeding works and moving out like we're we're all related to william shakespeare at this point that kind of thing yeah yeah no um he's yeah he's absolutely right in that his beef is always with cheddar man oh that's um, it yeah well he's like yeah. super super early yeah yeah i think um yeah i mean jack the ripper's obviously only like what like 150 years ago yeah that was a bad example yeah yeah that not was. quite on that <laughs> scale but yeah i mean especially when um yeah especially like back in the day like i think it's charlemagne's the other one right like, that people always talk about and especially these um fucking royal lads like genghis khan had like 400 children yeah so of course everyone's related to him yeah all right ron well listen i think you're gonna listen back to that and realize you were mad at me for no reason because i was actually paying attention and being lovely all the way um yeah well done. all my fault last recording of 2023 yeah thank goodness see you in the in our third calendar year of lex education bloody hell Oh, sorry about that little burp that I did. Um, I had some strong gases eating out of my butt that day. Bear with me, I'm just going Okay, <clears throat> clickety-clicking is gone. It's time for a quiz. I have just no memory. The more science we do, the worse I get at remembering what the hell we did. Uh, so this was meiosis. And Ooh, variation. I've made two and stuff. pages of notes. Notes. <laughs> I got excited by the word diploid. <laughs> I wonder if I liked that word in the show too. When did we record this? Was that that must have been pre-crimbo? I think it was pre-crimbo. Yeah. Wow. Because then we did identification of common gases. <laughs> yeah, in that the Gooch week. that was our Gooch record. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Oh well. Um, oh, this is this is literally going to be an exercise in reading gel pens off a page. Laura, what are gametes? Yeah. So. <sighs> are they sets of genetic information, Ron? No. No. Uh, no. Sperm and eggs. They're sperm and eggs. Yeah, sperm and eggs. Yeah. That is a set of genetic information, isn't it? A sperm and an egg. A sperm and an egg has a set of genetic information, but it doesn't make that them because there's quite a lot more to it. There's a yolk in an egg. Yeah. Delicious, delicious yolk. Nil pois so far. But I said it right the second time. I think if you're going to admit at the top of the quiz (laughs) that you're just reading, you got one shot. So look at the notes. Gametes has two arrows coming off it, and I just went for the wrong one. Babe, who made the notes? Well, kind of you, because they are just written down what you said. That's that's actually libel. 
I don't think we should be introducing the idea of suing each other in this podcast. I think that will get problematic very quickly. Okay, uh, next one. This is a biggie. We're going for three marks here. Please I like the ones that have more than one mark. No, no, because it's hard for you. Yeah. Please describe the main differences between mitosis and meiosis. Mitosis is the process of cell division. They make... So in mitosis, the cell divides into two cells or diploids that are the same. It's like a replicate and divide. Whereas in meiosis, they make haploids, so it creates four different things and they are all different hmm what do you think about that three points well done laura three points from me your brother handsome caring ron (laughs) i'm gonna generously give you two out of three no give me three out of three that would be true generosity (laughs) no um so, yeah, mitosis is normal cell division for growth and repair. It creates two identical diploid things. They're not diploids. Yep. They are diploids. That's an adjective. Oh. In meiosis, it makes four different haploid daughter cells. The thing that you are missing in terms of the differences is that meiosis is a two-stage process. Well, I didn't know that. Well, you didn't write it down. Mm. Well, that's well. slander. Uh, Laura, why is meiosis important for the overall health of a population? Oh, because it like shuffles the deck on different features being passed down in the... Not the food chain, but the baby chain. What's Correct. That? Yeah. Yeah, it increases biodiversity. Yeah. 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 Um, what are the pros and cons of asexual reproduction? Um, you can always choose what is on the television. Snoring isn't really an issue. He's not even smiling. Um, so it takes less energy to find... You don't have to find a mate, spend your life finding a mate, so that's good. Yeah. Uh but on the downside, there's less genetic diversity in your babies. Yeah. Yeah, nice. I didn't Who even wants? read any notes for that, Ron. I yeah. just thought. That was good, yeah. Yes. Um, and that's the quiz. That was very short quiz. It's No, short answers. You just did good. You did good, I done kid. good. Done good answers. Look at my pen. I got this pen for Christmas. Well, that's a nice pen. Yeah, it's well heavy. And look, I've got some chocolate Florentines. I don't know what those are. They're those some um, biscuits that are like a load of nuts all stuck together on a chocolate base. Oh, you love those? I love them. Yeah, nice. Bought some yesterday to cheer myself up. Actually, no, that was before the news. But anyway, I ate them to cheer me up. Good job. <gasps> Hooray! Bye. Bye. There you go, Rod. Now you never have to listen to that episode again.
Yeah, that was the episode. There it was. There Shall I delete time? that one? Shall I delete it? Uh, uh, yeah, I'm why not? I'm on a roll of deleting episodes <laughs> at the moment. Let's make it four. Four for four. Yeah. Fuck, I can't believe we were so far ahead of our schedule as well. Now we're just right back in the... Like, yeah, we, we don't have the next so well. three episodes. Well, yeah, when you delete oh. two weeks' worth of work, mate, it will do stuff like that. Three this year so far I've deleted now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so And girl. it's great because you obviously do most of the organisation and, and, and put in most of the effort. Um, but I've never deleted full fucking episodes. No. So no. I, I can lord this over you somewhat. Sure. Go for it, mate. Um, hey, do you want to cheer us up, everybody listening? You should. Can you send your detail pictures in? Send those in, please. Draw your little tea towel picture and send it to lexeducation at gmail.com. Then, maybe before you do that, buy some Leicester tickets. Come on, lads. It's two weeks to go and we'll be at the Leicester Festival. It's going to be lovely. Buy your tickets, okay? Thank you. And if you can't do either of those, for whatever reason, can you leave us a review, please? We know lots of people listen to this show and the reviews have dropped off a little bit and we just want to make sure that we're still appealing to all the sexy people out there who have yet to join the club. So can you just do a nice thing, please? Thank you. Yeah, one or the other. And we have a map of all of you, well, not all of you, the ones that consented and put their locations in. We have a map of the Lab Rats. We know that some of you fuckers live in Leicester, so buy a ticket. Yeah. Yeah, come on. Um, I mean, the, we've sold enough tickets that it'll be fun, whatever happens, but I just think I just think more of you should be there. Um, hang on, hang on. What are you doing? Is that Leicester? No, that's Leeds. Where are you, Leicester? There you are. Just underneath Nottingham. Where's Leicester? Just underneath Nottingham. Uh, Andy. Andy, you live in Leicester. Buy a freaking ticket, mate. Maybe Um, he has. Might be one of the ones that has. Yeah. Andy, if you are... Just Andy, actually. send us your tea towel picture, all right? That's what we need next, is your tea towel pictures. Ada, you're in Nottingham, so that's not far. So yeah. come on down. Eleanor, you're not far away. Come on. Um, who's that? <laughs> Our podcast is weird. I keep getting loads of... Have you noticed that the spam emails from um, people trying to get us to pay them to promote the podcast have got more and more neggy lately? Um, yeah, they, they have... There's they, one guy that's um, just been really they, They're getting more annoying. Yeah, I've started just blocking them now. I'm just blocking the contact so they yeah, can't fair. email us. Because they're just like, oh, you've done 85 episodes and you've only got this many reviews. Oh, we could help you with that. And like, this is not the way to get me to pay you to do something for me, mate, by just being rude about what I've achieved. Fuck off. So it's not the biggest podcast in the world. Fine. If I wanted it to be, then I'd have taken a different approach to doing the GCSE science syllabus with my brother. God, fucking people. Like... Yeah, and also, like, yeah, 24A isn't that bad. And also, they're all five stars. So, exactly. I, you know. Piss off. Why does everybody think that you're always trying to, like, make the biggest, most mainstream thing in the world? Maybe we're just trying to make a beautiful thing. Do you know what makes me, fills me with joy about this podcast? Is even when we have a week where, like, the downloads are low or whatever or something like that, the Discord has genuinely become, like, a, a chat group that chats every day. And I find that so lovely that us titting about doing this has made people genuinely friends. Yeah. It's gone to my head a bit, though. Has it? Are you like... Are you like... Well, I was just in there making them... 
No, I made them like do a trivia off about us. Oh, well, that's exciting. Do you not see that? See that. Uh, no, yeah. I missed that. I've been very busy. Yeah. Um, oh, there's a Patreon episode out this Friday as well. We roped Agony Dad in to give us a sailing lesson. So if you want to hear about oh, it's seas a lovely and oceans one. and um, catch up with our dad, then that comes out on Friday. You join the Patreon. We keep it as cheap as we can because, hey, guess what? Spammy marketing assholes. We're not trying to be millionaires. We're just trying to make a nice thing that maybe covers its expenses. It doesn't do that yet. But I wouldn't mind being will. a millionaire. Yeah, it'd be lovely, but it's not going to happen through this run. Um, so just £3 a month, that's all we ask. And, um, yeah, you get two extra episodes for that and the Discord and everything. So there we go. Um, right, I have to go and have some dinner now and sit and stare into space Me too. a little bit. What are you having for your dinner? Laura, I'm working on a secret project. What are you working on? Secret project I'll tell for you when we're not recording. Or for your yeah. work? No, Lex Education. That's exciting. What are you going to have for dinner? Yeah, I'll tell you when we stop recording. What, what uh, we're going to order a big curry. Oh, I'm jealous. Yeah. Okay. Well. Were you having that's... nuggy tea? Um, I think I'm just going to have rice cakes. I can't be bothered to cook. Uh, have something a bit nicer. <sighs> I just. If I cook something just else, put then something I have to in the wash air fryer. something else up. No, because then I have to wash it up, and I just you have a dishwasher. Run. You can't put the air fryer in the yeah, dishwasher. Just... No, then just don't wash it and let make Tom do it when he gets back. He's not back for another twenty-five hours, and uh... yeah, yeah, it's fine. No, it's not fine. Just don't it's use a the mess air fryer tomorrow. tomorrow. It's difficult. And I've got a friend coming over tomorrow, well, no, Ron. It's just in I, the air for Ron, Ron, I was so if brave. The, I the made a friend. Of, she's not, not going to come over. <laughs> I made oh, a right. new friend, Ron. I was so brave, yeah, right? Well, I was you in make the park. All the time. And there was this mum there who had a little boy who was the same age as um, Child of the Podcast. And I was just like, let's be friends. And we swapped numbers and she's coming around for coffee. Oh, nice. She lives around the corner. You I pulled. could have a friend that like lives around the corner from me. Isn't that That's brave, cool. Ron? Because none of my siblings were willing to drive to Brighton on Saturday to help me out. So I just went to the park and met this woman. <laughs> I'll report back on how it goes next week. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, bye, everyone. Love you. <laughs> bye. Plus dismissed. There we go. <laughs>